Welcome back to the Almost Shameless podcast. I am your host, Tanya Ray Fox. Thank you for joining me. The wild card round is over. So too is the season of the New England Patriots. Perhaps um, an era of football for the New England Patriots is over. We will talk about that and about what I mean by that later on. Uh, this was one of the worst weeks of playoff football that any of us can remember in a long time. Not that I'm not grateful for it. I always love playoff football and I'm still glad we got it, but it's, it was not enjoyable. The games were not enjoyable. They were not competitive. It was, it took all of our dreams of underdog, uh, opportunities and sort of smashed them into smithereens. Everybody kind of was who we thought they were, even through our own delusions, right? Like everybody kind of was who we thought they were. So we're going to hit on kind of what happened with all the games, the trends that we saw. And of course, I'm going to spend the majority of this podcast talking about what happened with the Patriots, where they go from here, how culpable Bill Belichick is, how culpable Mac Jones is maybe where they went wrong with the defense, what's going on with this team and, you know, where do they go for 2022? Because of course, after big losses like this, insane sort of record breaking all time, bad losses, people start panicking and people start coming up with crazy ideas, crazy things that the team could do to get back in the good graces of uh, the fan base and the NFL community at large. Some things are not so crazy. Other things are, you know, there's going to be a balance. We have to find our way in this post Tom Brady era as he marches on again through the playoffs, not exactly an incredibly difficult path for Tom Brady and the Bucks in the wild card rounds. They will face much stiffer competition in the divisional round. So it'll be interesting to see how they pair up against the Rams after what we saw from the Rams on Monday night and their thrashing of the Cardinals, lots going on. But before we get to all of that, before we get to the Patriots of it all, the Tom Brady of it all, the Josh Allen of it all, let's move on to what happened in wildcard weekend in the NFL. Hot stuff coming up. Uh, the first game of the week was Raiders Bengals. That was a weird game. Anyone could have won it. Uh, the Bengals were the better team for the most part, but there was some pretty brutal officiating mistakes in that game. That crew of officials will not be able to uh, officiate any other games this this postseason. So that's been um, pretty. It's been made pretty clear how they screwed up. Um, but I don't think anybody watched that game and thought, oh, wow, the wrong team is moving forward. Um, pretty cool for the Bengals, pretty cool for that organization and for the team, you know, most specifically pretty cool for the fans, right? And I'm excited that there's this young talent coming up that that is ushering new teams onto the scene, especially after this weekend, especially after seeing, you know, exactly where everything stands. We need some fresh blood. Uh, next game was the Patriots and the Bills. So let's get into it. The Bills throttled the Patriots in a truly historical way. Josh Allen was essentially perfect. He ran the ball whenever he wanted. He threw the ball whenever he wanted. They did not punt. They did not kick a field goal. Just possession, touchdown, possession, touchdown, possession, touchdown. The Patriots defense looked entirely confused, outmanned, outgunned. They were not fast enough. They seemed to be an entirely different unit than the team that came out and played in that game earlier in the season when they won in Buffalo. It was just not the same 
group of guys. It, the numbers and the names were the same, but everything else had fallen apart. Mac was a rookie. Mac played like a rookie. He made mistakes. Uh, he also probably outperformed uh, a lot of other players on the team, relatively speaking, right? Mac was a lot better doing his job than anyone on the defense was doing theirs, you know? So it's hard to put this on Mac. He also did absolutely nothing to help them try to get out of it either. You know, he's, but that's not, you really can't rely on your rookie to get you out of messes like that. Like I understand it would have helped to try to get some points on the board early, keep the defense off the field for these thrashings they were undergoing. So I'm not here to defend some of the like sort of ridiculous mistakes made, but if anyone's going to be allowed to make them, it's going to be Mac. He was not the person who was going to lead this team to the promised land. He wasn't that in week one, and he wasn't going to be that in the first playoff game of his career as a rookie. That was just not how this was going to go. This game was going to be on coaching and running and defense, and none of it fucking worked. It all fell apart. But here's the thing. Now we are left wondering, where do we go from here with Mac? Does he have it in him? Does he have the talent, the quarterback DNA to get to the next level and be the kind of quarterback who can be a part of the team in a really substantial way where they don't need the defense to step up so dramatically, uh, where they can get into a shootout with a player like Josh Allen, who they will have to continue to face two games a year at the very least for the foreseeable future. He's not going anywhere. He's not getting any worse. Maybe he'll plateau, but he's not getting any worse. So you're in a, you're in a division with Josh Allen. You're in a conference with Patrick Mahomes, with Joe Burrow, with Lamar Jackson, who by all accounts will not be as injured or as screwed over next year as he was this year. You're in a conference with Justin Herbert. So do we know what Mac is going to be based on a rookie season? No, I don't think we do. I don't think you ever know a player's ceiling after their rookie season. We certainly didn't know it with Josh Allen. We didn't even know it in after his second season. You know, Josh Allen didn't look great in his first playoff game. Lamar Jackson didn't look great in his first playoff game. However, on the flip side of that argument is the fact that in his rookie season, in their first playoff games, we saw glimpses of the ceilings of those players, of what it could be. If Josh Allen can be this physical runner and have this absolute cannon of an arm and hone that into accurate passing and the ability to go through his progressions and actually execute on a high level, we knew what that could be. The same goes from Lamar Jackson. Same goes for someone like Russell Wilson in his rookie year, who was pretty impressive. Same goes for someone like Andrew Luck in his rookie year, who threw a lot of interceptions, was a low completion percentage passer, but all the stuff was there where you were like, now nah, there's, there's stuff there. We know it's all going to come out. Like we, we know it's all going to continue to get honed. When it comes to Mac, a lot of the stuff we see in him is not physical. It's not this physical talent. It's not his arm. It's not his mobility. It's not any physical attribute. It's accuracy. And it's temperament, right? It's just, it's a work ethic and it's an ability to handle the pressure, but you still got to have the talent. Like you still got to have a, a next level you can go to. And we don't know if Mac has that next level. And, and if it is a next level, it would have to be 
essentially Drew Brees, right? Just a crazy accurate passer with really good instincts, a low mistake, high percentage passer. And I'm, we just don't know yet if he's that guy. So is it time to panic? No, you cannot panic after one season. They won 10 games with a rookie quarterback. This is a defense that kept them in games against the Buccaneers, kept them in games against the Cowboys, did beat the Bills, did beat the Titans. So what? There's all these moving parts. So the first thing I want to do before we talk about defense, before we talk about the speed issues at the wide receiver position, before we talk about the speed and physicality issues at linebacker and defensive end and all of that stuff, let's just look, let's just take a look at where Max stands after his rookie season, after this playoff game. So since 2001, there's only been a handful of rookie quarterbacks that have made the playoffs. We've talked about a few of them, but I want to go through them as a list just because it helps give us some context. Okay. We have Mark Sanchez, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, TJ Yates with the Texans. That was back in the 2011 season. Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger, Robert Griffin III, Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck, Andy Dalton. Okay, so this is who we're talking about. Most of them did not win playoff games. The ones who did, Mark Sanchez, very notably, TJ Yates, who no one's been talking about. Russell Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Ben Roethlisberger. So those are who we have, okay? They won playoff games. We've talked about this before. Ben Roethlisberger, insane defense, insane run game. Russell Wilson, insane defense, insane run game. Mark Sanchez, insane defense, insane run game. You know, in fact, Mark Sanchez, we don't talk as much about that Jets defense, the Rex Ryan era Jets defense, but... The 2010 Patriots have the second highest offensive DVOA in the NFL since 1950, right behind the 2007 Patriots. The 2010 offense was nuts. And that's the offense that lost to Mark Sanchez and the Jets in the playoffs that year. That's how good Mark Sanchez's defense was. They absolutely propped him up. However, so that was just statistically. With the eye test, we knew Mark Sanchez didn't have it, right? We, no one was, this was not a shock to anybody. Same can be said with, for Joe Flacco, who showed sort of these like streaks of brilliance as a deep home run passer. But realistically, the bread and butter of that team was the defense. There were very brief moments in time when it looked like the Patriots might have an elite defense. They were statistically one of the best defenses in the league. Turns out not so much, at least not in comparison to the Bills, right? So Mac did not have that level of support. In terms of his actual statistical production, Mac's game essentially looked very, very similar, almost identical to, the, to Matt Ryan's first playoff game that he lost to the Arizona Cardinals in his rookie season. Now, Matt Ryan didn't lose 47-17, but he did lose 30-24. to they had an almost identical stat line, Matt Ryan and Mac Jones. Mac completed 63% of his passes. Matt Ryan completed 65. They both threw two touchdowns. They both threw two interceptions. Mac's passer rating was 75.8. Matt Ryan's was 72.8. They both got sacked three times. Matt Ryan's had a really good career. Is that the career we want Mac to have? Would we be satisfied if Mac is Matt Ryan? Really good passing stats. He's been one of the best passers in the league for a long time. But 
if Matt Ryan came into the league in 2021, would he have stacked up? If he had come into the league in 2021 rather than 2008, would he have stacked up in the league the way it's constituted right now, the way they can move, how complex offenses are? Would he have been a standout and have withstood the test of time 14 years later? Would he have stacked up to Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen? I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is still hanging in there, but again, much better athlete overall. Tom Brady's still hanging in there. Again, the GOAT. He came this close to winning a Super Bowl. We all know what happens with that. Hasn't come close since. Definitely can't carry a team the way that Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and even at times Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, he never carried a team the way that those quarterbacks have done consistently over across the course of their career. So what is Mac Jones ceiling? Is it Matt Ryan? And if so, is that good enough? In 2010, maybe. In 2021, it's probably not. It might be good enough to get them past the bills for a year, especially if Bill Belichick can figure out what the fuck happened with his defense, um, which I can figure he can. Unlike some of the morons on the internet who take one bad game or one bad season and use it as sort of like proof of concept for some bullshit They've decided they already believe in confirmation bias. I am very confident that Bill Belichick can figure out his defense. I'm very confident that when a defense has an opportunity to work cohesively with an offense rather than carry it on their back, that they may be able to figure shit out with Bill Belichick. But does Mac rise to the next level in a way that stacks up against his competition in the conference? We don't know. We do know he's not going to become Josh Allen. We do know he's not going to become Lamar Jackson. We do know he's not going to become Kyler Murray or Justin Herbert or Russell Wilson. He's not that kind of quarterback. So you're crossing your fingers that a true pocket passer can make it in 2022. At this point in the league's evolution, that there's still room for an elite pocket passer. Now, there have been times where we believe there wasn't before, and there will, this will go on, continue. Joe Burrow looks pretty damn good, right? He's, he's thriving so far. He's also got Jamar Chase, and he's got real fast, explosive weapons on that offense. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So if we build an offense for Mac that wasn't built for Cam Newton, because this offense was built for Cam Newton, two tight end sets, power run game. This offense was built for Cam Newton and they gave it to Mac and he did the best he could with it. But if, so if Bill Belichick bites the bullet, does some 2007 shit, and brings in some real weapons, can Mac thrive next year? We don't have the evidence to say he can't. 
all we saw this year was a steady, decent performance from Max. So we don't have the evidence to say he can't. It's just a matter of how big that leap is. You know, I joked on Twitter about like, what if they traded Mac Jones for Russell Wilson? You know, throw Mac Jones and some picks at the Seattle Seahawks, bring in Russell Wilson. Bill Belichick's not getting any younger. You know, screw it. Colin Coward talked about it this week. He got roasted for it. But I thought it was kind of like a fun experiment to think about. The reality is, I don't think that they need to do that. I think it would be crazy and fun. And I think it would put them in a position to be successful immediately, to be in playoff contention again immediately um, versus on developing Mac Jones, obviously. But I'm not against, I'm not like rooting for it per se. I'm happy for them to like continue to see what they have in Mac to build an offense catered to Mac and see what happens. The thing is, that's going to require Bill Belichick to go outside his comfort zone and start really investing in talent at the wide receiver position. I'm not worried about their ability to find running backs to work with Mac. I'm not worried about their ability to find tight ends. I like Hunter Henry and John U. Smith, and I think that they're actually a really good fit, complementary pieces to an offense that features some more speed at the off- at the wide receiver position. Mac has to get better. But it's pretty clear that Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar aren't going to cut it for someone like Mac, who just needs some more explosive talent to help him get to the promised land. You know, Matt Ryan had Tony Gonzalez as a rookie. Two years later, they got Julio Jones. Andrew Luck had Reggie Wayne. Russell Wilson had Marshawn Lynch. Hell, Mark Sanchez his rookie year had Thomas Jones run for 1,400 yards. Mac doesn't have those guys. So I have always excused Bill Belichick for not getting, going out and spending the money and landing those players. We obviously know he's not great at drafting them. I've always been hesitant to criticize for him for that because first of all, he's done it before. Like we said, he's, he, he saw what he had in the 2006 Patriots, where they fell short, he went out and he got Randy Moss, got Wes Welker. He figured out that offense real quick. So we know he can do it. You know, we know how well he is at figuring out the tight end position. We know that there are ways that he can overcome those issues, but he is going to have to do that to help out Mac Jones because even Tom Brady left to go play with real superstar stud wide receivers. And I have excused Belichick for not doing that in the past. And I think we are at the point seeing where the rest of these young quarterbacks are thriving with who they're thriving and how they're able to step up their, their game, considering he is a pocket passer and he cannot extend plays the same way as a Josh Allen or some of these other guys, he's got to get top tier talent. And so I'm, I have to go back a little bit on my leeway with Belichick on this point. The thing is, I think Belichick knows that better than anyone. And I'm not going to criticize him for not doing more or doing better with the, with the talent that was out there last year. First of all, I really like Kendrick Bourne. I think he's a really good fit for this team. I think they could do some really creative stuff with him along with the run game, the two tight ends. I'd say Kendrick Bourne was a perfect get. I really like the tight ends. I think they were a great get. I still think even after the late season issues with Matthew Judon, he's really working out. I don't hate the acquisitions from last year. I don't think he overspent and screwed himself over. And to be quite honest, 
they're perfectly fine. They can keep spending however they need to spend in order to make this team a success. If the Rams can do what they've done over the last few years, if they can keep compiling random players and creating a fucking Pro Bowl team every year, then Bill Belichick can find the money and the place on the roster to add more talent when he needs to. So stop coming at me about how he wasted $160 million last year. They're fucking fine. If they need to add a stud wide receiver, he'll find a way to do it. Like money's not going to stop him. I promise you that it has before because he was, it was allowed to, but like, if he wants to go find the guy, he's going to find the guy. If the Rams have money and picks to keep adding players like Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. And trading for Matt Stafford, then the Patriots can get Mac Jones, a wide receiver. So I, and I think he knows that wasn't, there was, this is not the first time Bill Belichick's been through a slump. Like I said, 2009, 2010, they had Tom Brady. They had a healthy Tom Brady. They had Randy Moss, Wes Welker, Tom Brady, Gronk, Matt Light, and Logan Mangans, and Vince Wilfork, and Gerard Mayo. And they still lost to the Jets and the Ravens. They still couldn't get over the hump. Then they make the Super Bowl and they lose to the Giants again. They've been through slumps. And that was with all those players, with Tom Brady. Making the playoffs, winning 10 games with a rookie is great. I am not defending the fact that they got absolutely destroyed by the bills. You should like no team should be able to game plan against you that intensely, but we really can't discount what the way emotion plays into this stuff. This is a bills team. That's been primed primed to have a game like this by their players, by their fans, by their fan base, by that organization, just across the board, they were victimized by Bill Belichick and the Patriots for a very long time. And they were finally in a position to absolutely put a nail in that coffin to close that chapter forever and bury it six feet under. And they took their opportunity. And if you think that emotion and history and momentum doesn't play into a ass whooping of that proportion, you are very wrong. You're very wrong. You coach at that level, the, the level that Bill Belichick has been coaching at for the last 20 years, for the last 35 years, you're eventually going to get a game like that. You're eventually going to get an ass whooping like that, especially if it's a transition year with a rookie quarterback and a soft rebuild. I can't find it in my heart to be deeply concerned about well whether Bill Belichick can make put together a team that's competitive next year. I can find it in my heart to be concerned that Mac Jones and their options schematically with Mac Jones aren't potent enough to get over the elite of the AFC, to get over the Chiefs and the Bills and whoever else is going to come up next, whether that's the Chargers or the Bengals or whatever else. But Bill Belichick has to give Mac another chance. He has to give him at least a second year to find that out. So we have to be along for the ride with that. That's just how it's going to go. We are still in the first few days of digesting this loss and this season and figuring things out. And I'm sure I will evolve my takes as I, as we continue to look at this in hindsight, but right now, the one thing I will say is that I do finally agree that it's time that the wide receiver position become the most important off season priority for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Shall we? Moving on specifically from the Patriots. Uh, let's just take a look at the games coming up after what we saw. We saw the Bucks stomp the Eagles. Woo woo. Don't care. We saw the Rams destroy the Cardinals. That sucked. Cardinals, this is a dual Patriots-Cardinals uh, household, and uh, that blew. Really hope Cliff Kingsbury gets fired. 
anybody who can waste Kyler Murray in his young prime like this, especially while he was making no money, is not worth the ink they used to sign him to that contract. I'm done with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, we saw the Chiefs wallop the Steelers, learned absolutely nothing from that game. You know, obviously the Steelers were never going to give them a difficult time. I don't think we learned much about them one way or the other. They definitely still have defensive liabilities and people really do have learned to game plan against that offense. So I'll be excited to see what the bills bring to the table in that matchup. Then we're going to see the Bengals and Titans. Um, I don't really care about Bengals Titans. The winner of the AFC is very likely going to come out of whoever wins the bills, Titan, the bills chiefs game. Based on what we saw in the wild card round, it certainly seems like the bills are the hottest team and the team with the straightest path to the Super Bowl right now. But sometimes, like I said, the emotion of a win like that and how much you put into it can kind of set you off. You know, the Chiefs are by far the most experienced team in the AFC in the playoffs right now, and they don't get bothered by anything. They'll go down 21 nothing and, and not blink. So that game is going to be really exciting to watch. At this point, I'm rooting for the Bills. Let's get some new blood in the Super Bowl and get them, you know, get them to the Super Bowl. Maybe they win. Then we get that Super Bowl slide, that slump that you get in after and the Patriots can pounce. So I don't mind if they win that. Um, I, like I said, I don't care who wins between the Bengals and the Titans because it really feels, I know that I'm saying this, I'm setting myself up to look stupid, but it really does feel like they're going to be playing for second place um, regardless. Uh, I do think it would be probably better competition for either the Chiefs or the Bills if the Titans win. They're a more experienced team with a better head coach and either one of those teams would have to go on the road and play in Nashville. So that makes things more interesting. Um, the Bengals are not going on the road and winning in Buffalo or Kansas city. I just can't see it. Not in the playoffs. Um, on the NFC side of things, we have the Rams going to the bucks. We have seen this matchup before. I'm excited to see it again. People have made the mistake of underestimating Tom Brady and what he's capable of doing way too many times. But the Rams are definitely the hotter team. The problem is they have the more mistake-prone quarterback. And Matt Stafford really didn't have to do much against the Arizona Cardinals. We didn't have to see, you know, that was a Cam Akers game. That was a run game. Uh, so he still has something to prove about his ability to execute on a high level in game-winning situations in the playoffs. He's still got that to prove. So that's what we're going to be looking for in Tampa Bay is, is Matt Stafford that dude? Because he's going to have to be that dude if he wants to go to Tampa Bay and beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. We already know this. On the other hand, we have Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers going up to Green Bay. Um, this seems like a game destined to fall apart for the Niners really quickly because it's going to be absolutely freezing. There's a potential for snow. If the weather is bad, Jimmy G's screwed. Our little Fabergé egg of a quarterback is not winning a zero degree snow game against Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. It ain't happening. And I am not surprised they beat the Cowboys because I've been saying all year, I think the Cowboys are frauds. I always think the Cowboys are frauds. And until they are no longer frauds, I will say that they are frauds. They can prove me wrong and then I'll believe in them. <laughs> so no surprise there. Um, their game plan was perfect against the Cowboys and un unsurprisingly, Mike McCarthy blew it for them. Uh, Matt LaFleur is a much better head coach and he's not going to make those kinds of mistakes. And it's going to be in his house and his territory and his weather with a first ballot hall of fame quarterback who may or may not be the MVP this year. 
and all the scheming and trickery in the world for Kyle Shanahan may not be enough. You know, Debo Samuel is a crazy weapon and I, and they can do some cool stuff with him against the Packers defense, but Jimmy tree did do his best to give the game away to the Cowboys. And if he pulls that shit in, in green Bay, when it's freezing cold, they're not going to get as lucky. So I envision us having a, um, let's say, let me make my official prediction so I can, I can put my, myself on, on, on blast here. I say we get Packers Rams in the NFC championship game, and I'm going to go Titans bills in the AFC championship game. I don't know if that's wishful thinking or what, but I think, uh, that, that's my official prediction. So I'm putting myself on the line. Feel free to call me out when, um, every single one of my picks is wrong because I am not Nostradamus. Thank you guys for joining me. I'll be looking forward to breaking down more of the Patriots off off season with you as things unfold. Obviously we'll be focusing on the playoffs from here on out and, and it'll be a nice break from obsessing over Mac and Belichick for a few weeks before we spend the next five months doing that after the Super Bowl. So uh, stay tuned for that. And until I talk to you, stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy the football. Hopefully it's better this weekend than it was last. I will see you soon. Bye.